Hey everybody, it's Steve here from the Who Would Win cast. I just wanted to give a quick side note about this episode. We didn't notice this until after we recorded, but with about 10 minutes left, one of our mics was cut, resulting in some subpar audio. I did the best I could in post to make it sound better, but it'll still be a bit off. So please forgive us with this little mishap and enjoy the show. Take it away, Jerry and George. Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will never fail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve and joining me today we have, like I always say, you know him, you love him. Chris is back in the house. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Not much. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And then also here, he hasn't been on for a while. Uh, last time we were arguing over Indiana Jones and James Bond fighting each other in a situation of... Home Alone. Home Alone. It's Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for being back. Thanks for having me. All right, cool. How was the last episode? How did the polls look? Well, if you uh, listened last week, we had our second potluck episode where we made up the topics right on the spot. Uh, in the first part of that episode, we had who would win in big game hunting, which was the Kardashians roller skating going against a guacamole hockey player. And the guacamole hockey player took it easily with 80% to 20%. And then also in the second part of our episode, we had who would win in Legends of the Hidden Temple. And it was a gladiator with a shark chained to his hand or a vampire slayer. And the vampire slayer took that currently with 67% of the vote to 33% of the vote. That is surprising. Can, <laughs> can you believe that? I can actually believe it. It makes sense. Yeah, it If does. you think about it, it it's good. It's yeah. a good vote. You right over there, Dan? I'm good. Good. I'm good. So what, who, if you had to like rank all who won like the most wins... Who would you say? I think it's Chris. I remember starting off good, and then you beat me a lot of times in a row. Recently, I have. But, yeah. But I've won recently a couple as well. You won the... Uh, what did we do? The uh, Did I win Toy Story? The uh, Toy Story one? Mm, lots of. I think you did. And I think I also... Oh, was you, the one we did after that? To the Darth Vader? Darth Vader. That's what we did. I think I, you won, I won that. that one, yeah. I don't know. Before that, we did the DC execs versus Adam Sandler. Mm. That's right. I think Adam Sandler won. I think Adam Sandler won. Yeah. So you have a good 2017 so far. Yeah. It's a good year for me. I feel like we're evenly matched, though. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's a fair fight. The ones that Dan's been on, I think he's uh, won pretty good also, I believe. Uh, First first week wasn't so hot. Second week, I did decent. One because you brought up the uh, Snorlax eating other Pokemon. The Snorlax eating people. The the infamous... uh, argument for our Pokemon themed episode. It is a spectacular argument. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you want to go that uh, route. It makes no sense, but <laughs> yeah. sure. Whatever. Um, and then I've only been on what? Five? I think you've been... That's, I, would I think that. it's about that. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, so while my winning percentage is not bad, I don't have enough 
Low sample size, you're yes, saying? Yes, yes, very low sample size. Well, we'll have to get you on more. It's good that you're down this weekend, so that way we could get a well, nice recording session in. Unless people on Twitter say they don't like you, then mm-hmm. we'll cut you. Gotta give me the boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like a television show. The ratings aren't good enough, you're gone. That's that's how we do it. Now, what are you going to do for sweeps? For sweeps? Sweeps week, when sweeps all the week. podcasts put out their best stuff. <laughs> um, well, you're a big Bachelor fan, right? So you could maybe do a rose ceremony episode. Mm. Well, we actually have something planned in the near oh, future I'm, about that. I'm sorry if I give that away. I don't, I'm don't. i not okay. privy to these secret plans. That's okay. Yeah, maybe perhaps in the near future you'll see an episode about that. So if the Venn diagram of our listeners intersects with Bachelor fans, they're going to enjoy it. I hope so. I really hope so. It's probably like two people. Well, might, be, might be one. You <laughs> may only have that number of total listeners, so I'm not sure. I wonder if they have The Bachelor in Ireland. That um, way, that way, uh, Hugh could let us know. Yeah, Hugh, let us know if they have The Bachelor over there. And if they don't, don't let it come over there. Well, it's probably well, some like strange... They could uh, do a localized version. version. Yeah. The Bachelor Leprechaun Edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got really offensive. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that offensive? Do Irish people not like when you... I think it's, I think it's, I think it's um, stereotypical. They don't like when you associate them with leprechauns? Yeah, I don't know. No, they don't. They I mean, don't? I, I know that. Yeah. There's actually a podcast I listen to with a guy on it. Um, man, I think he's from Ireland. Gavin, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember his last name. He, he's like a... What podcast? It's on the, the Podquisition podcast. Um, it's like a video game podcast, but he's like a, he's like a music person. Okay. Oh, I feel bad I can't remember his last name, but he's from Ireland. Yeah. I remember him joking about stereotypes. Mm. He was like... We're not leprechauns. I mean, America doesn't have some, some great stereotypes. That's true. You can stereotype us. Like, we are often stereotyped. A lot, Jesse. Um, Jesse, Jesse so. Yeah, some is fair. And, re- and recently, with everything that's going on over here. I don't know what you're talking about. Me neither. <laughs> I've just kind of closed my eyes and <laughs> my ears and pretending that the world's not going on right now. All right, so let's get uh, let's get started with this week's episode. So, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to... Send us an email and say hello, like our friend Nick from last week, who gave us some uh, feedback. Very, uh, I was going to say friendly email, but... Appreciative. Informative. Yes, it was informative. Yes. He tore us apart. (laughs) I think he tore you apart. Frankly, he did a better job in his email than we do in the podcast. Like, Maybe maybe we'll have to see if he's ever in the area. We can get him on the podcast. Or have a call in. Nick, if if you live in South Jersey... Let us know. Let us know. We will be glad to meet up with you. But I won't battle you in a Star Wars or Lord of the Rings themed episode because you seem really knowledgeable and I don't <laughs> want to get destroyed. I could Pick do I battles. Could, I, think I, could, I think I could do Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I don't think I could do. But we'll see. Uh, so remember, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. And you can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. All of those would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Dan, what are we talking about today since you're uh, the official special guest today? Sorry. He, does, he doesn't remember. <laughs> That's why he hates it. Oh, boy. No, see, like, the question, once you ask the question, your mind goes blank. You also have to figure out a way to word it that's not confusing because, mm-hmm. like, it's a little bit complicated, right? I mean, it's, it's not, not an easy thing to talk about. It's not like, oh, Lord of the Rings. It's, right. Well, do your best. Okay. So, since the Super Bowl happened now, we're recording this beforehand, but the Super Bowl now will happen yesterday, correct? Right, from when this episode will air. Yes, the Super Bowl mm-hmm. would have been yesterday. Go Falcons. Yes. I'm going all in. Go Falcons, yes. We haven't seen it because it's obviously before the Super Bowl, but... This could be either like a prophetic <laughs> or really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think it would be time for Tom Brady to lose one. So, Well, he has lost He's two. He's lost two. It's my boy Eli. Um, I don't want him to get five, so... 
Anyway, um, since the Super Bowl what happened yesterday, we're going to try to do a um, episode in relation to football and some pop culture movies stuff. That's right. It's very vague. So we wrote down two good football players. Players or, in this case, they are a single player, but like... Like fictional players. Yes. Yes. And then also two bad fictional football players also. Mm -hmm. Correct. And we're pitting them against each other. Dan and I randomly drew people Mm -hmm. before the recording. Uh, Steve's going to moderate us because it's probably going to get crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to get heated. So we each have one good person, one bad, and we'll see how it goes. Exactly. Now, I have some questions about this. Are they in the same team, or... How is, how so is I would the... think of it as your, the people you've chosen. Let's mm-hmm. say who we chose so we can reference them. Okay. I have chosen as my good player, Forrest Gump, from the movie Forrest Gump. From the and scenes I, when he was uh, Alabama. Right. Uh, on the Alabama team. And as my bad player, I have the cast of the movie The Room. So if you don't know that movie, I will I will give you a background on it later. But there's just some very strange football scenes in that movie. If you want to call them football scenes. <laughs> they contain a football. They contain a football. So I guess they technically, technically qualify as football mm-hmm. scenes, yes. And who'd you pick, Dan? Uh, so I drew the water boy as my good player. And um, as my bad player, I have Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so before you guys go into your arguments and a little background about who you guys picked, I wanted to give a little bit of Super Bowl history facts. Okay. A little bit of... Fun things. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh, the first, you, go ahead. I was just going to say it's after the Super Bowl. Do you think anyone cares uh, anymore? I think a lot of people might not have known these things because I didn't. No, they're them. interesting. Yeah. But I feel like after the Super Bowl's over, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, football's so far away. I don't, I don't want to see any football stuff." Well, a lot of people probably called out sick today, so they want <laughs> to do something. Yeah. yeah. So they want to get their might, football. They want to get their football fix exactly. So. Um, Everyone associates the Super Bowl with you know, the, the, the different logos they have. And unfortunately, the recent logos, they've kind of been all the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, originally they were creative. They kind of made however they designed it to go with the host city. And now it's just pretty much the Roman numerals with the Lombardi trophy, which yeah. I think is kind of boring. But um, the Jets' cult Super Bowl in 1969 was the first Super Bowl to use Roman numerals. Hmm. The 1969 Super Bowl? Yep. That was the third Super Bowl. And it was Super Bowl three but super bowl i i i the first two super bowls were just called the afc and nfc world championship game okay and then retrospectively they were titled super bowl one and super bowl two and super bowl three was the first time it was also called the super bowl before like i said it was just called the championship game uh super bowl 50 was just called super bowl 50 it wasn't super bowl l uh because it kind of would have looked silly so i kind of get that purpose and a giant l for like loser, I don't know if that's how you kind of want to brand Lost. your. I was unhappy about that. I think they should have kept with. The I Roman think numerals. they should have too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the traditionalist. Just stick yep. with it. You're going to Roman numerals. You got Roman numerals. Exactly. What are they going to do? I guess for Super Bowl 100, they're going to keep. What's that the, a C? Uh, that, yeah, it's a C. They'll probably just do one zero zero because they're losers. I mean, they're going to have. They definitely would want to because that looks like a nice logo, yeah. like 100. I think Roger Goodell is going to personally come like beat us up. I think he's going <laughs> to shut down our podcast. I wouldn't be surprised. And he's going to try. He's going to try to deflate our microphones or something. Uh, <laughs> I think that's Tom Brady. I know, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, this is interesting. No Super Bowl game has ever gone into overtime. 
Hmm. Not a single Super Bowl. I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah, not once. They've all stayed. Even though a lot of AFC and NFC championship games have gone into overtime, Super Bowls have never gone into overtime. Well, I'm kind of Unless surprised. yesterday's did, and we yeah. just didn't know. Watch it does. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> well, yesterday was the only time they had <laughs> yeah. an overtime game. Yeah, yeah, we should do the caveat. If yesterday's game went into overtime, <laughs> then the that time. was the only one. Yes. Um, of the top ten most watched TV events in U.S. history, none of them were Super Bowls. Wow, what was yeah. the one that wasn't? Uh, the season finale of MASH. Do we know the ranking? Uh, I just know that Super Bowl Forty Nine is the highest. Hmm. It's number one with 114 million viewers. What happened to Super Bowl 50? They went downhill? It went down. Who was 49? Do you know who played 49? 49 was... Oh, God. That was um, Seahawks-Patriots, I think. And they lost that one. And the Seahawks lost. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Seahawks-Patriots. I remember the Seahawks. I wasn't sure who they played. Yeah, because then the Seahawks won the year before that against the Broncos, which mm-hmm. was an awful game for the Broncos. Yeah, that oh, was okay. pretty So was, was 49 the one where they ran, they did that passing play at the end and threw an interception? Yes. And, okay. yes. yes. And that's what won, gave the Patriots the win. Yes. Gotcha. Um, first Super Bowl, 30-second ad, $40,000. Today, 30-second ad, around $5 million. $5 million. For 30 seconds. I heard an interesting thing. Some company... <clears throat> Oh man, I wish I could remember. I want to say, I want to say it was a food company. Instead of spending money on a Super Bowl ad, they are giving their employees Monday off. Hmm. Have you guys heard that? No, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll look up the company so I won't give you half of a fact. That's fine. Yeah, see what you can do. Um, let's see. Falcons tickets, since the Falcons and Patriots are playing each other in the 51st Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Falcons tickets average around $79 a seat. Okay. Patriots about $130 a seat. Ouch. Yeah, so that's a, that's a huge difference there. Yeah. And uh, Super Bowl tickets for this year start at $3,000 a seat. Is that market price? $3,000. I sold 3000 to, to the Super Bowl. Not even counting travel and lodging travel, and lodging, parking. Food, memorabilia. Wow. Exactly. Uh, I would love to go to a Super Bowl. Though. How many? Awesome. What, what, where is it going to be taken this year? It's is in it uh, Houston. Orlando. Or Austin. Oh, my goodness. I'm pretty sure it's in Texas. We, I, know, I know the Pro Bowl was in uh, Orlando. Yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm 99% sure it's in Texas. All right, before we give too many half facts. Yeah, we're co- doing a pretty bad job. The yes. company that's giving... It in is in Houston. Houston. Yes. The Super Bowl's in Houston. The company that's giving their employees off is Kraft Heinz. Oh, wow. So, instead of a, in place of a Super Bowl ad, they they're giving of, their employees the day off. They have a lot of stuff, too. Like, they have... They're in, uh, yeah. They also own a stadium. I, I actually yeah. think this is a good move for them, because I, I think it has given them some publicity for doing this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Super And people... People realize Super Bowl commercials are very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been very good lately. I did hear uh, some speculation there may be a, a Star Wars trailer during the Super Bowl. Have you heard that? No. I did not. Potentially. So, well, I guess this we would know for, now. For Episode 7, the first trailer came out two weeks after they announced the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, they announced the title of Episode 8 two weeks before the date of the Super Bowl. I, I can see that, but I think they're going to wait until Star Wars Celebration, which is in May. Because that's May usually, um, I don't know if it's over May the fourth or not. I can't remember. Mm. But this year it's in Orlando, and that's when they usually re- uh, release big trailers. Like they released like the second Force Awakens trailer, the Rogue One trailer. Uh, so I would love a tra- oh, I'd be a Star so, Wars trailer. So like I will be very excited. Mm. But I mean, they, the thing is, like with the Super Bowl, like they do that because there's going to be a huge audience. Mm-hmm. But they could release it on like a Thursday. Oh, any day of the yeah. week, and it would still be like the right. biggest trailer downloads. Agreed. Yeah. Right now, Star Wars has the publicity that whenever they release it, Everyone's people will see it. it. Exactly. And uh, my last one that I have is um, Super Bowl 
47, okay. which was the Steelers going against the Ravens, mm. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, CBS was the one that was hosting the Super Bowl and or broadcasting the Super Bowl. And they were late coming back from halftime, and they already did the kickoff. So everybody missed – or the kickoff of the second half. So everybody missed the kickoff of the second half. So the referees made them re-kick it so that way everybody could see it. Wow. Yeah. That and nobody, shows you – And nobody what? knew about it because everyone at home just assumed that it was the start of the second half. That shows you football's priorities, though. Yeah. Like, they know who pays the bills. Exactly. So, so yeah, so they did that, and they said that it would have been a huge scandal if uh, they didn't re-kick it so everybody could see it. Wow. I wonder, did, do you think CBS like got any backlash from that from the NFL? I'm not sure. Yeah, may, they might have. But, I mean, since they redid it, I think it was okay. Yeah, I wonder if the teams complained. Maybe. Well, I'm curious how like that a... play went out. Yeah, right? Like, what happened? Did they kneel it at first? I guess no one returned it for a touchdown, or they would be pretty upset. Oh, could you imagine? They said, sorry. No, I can't imagine that. Everybody missed it. You got to do it again. Like, there's a good amount of cities in the in the U.S. that would riot. If you took a touchdown <laughs> away from their team, <laughs> yeah. full-scale violent riot. I know yeah. Philly would, definitely. I think oh, Philly yeah, would. Philly would. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's what I have uh, in terms of Super Bowl facts. Just a little couple things there. And you, think... didn't, you didn't even mention Nipplegate. Yeah, I think... Well, the so, so the biggest is, controversy is definitely Nipplegate with Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Though it did not really happen as a Super Bowl. It happened at halftime. It happened during it? the halftime show. It was yeah. a, yes. Show. Um, a wardrobe malfunction. Yes, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and um, you can look it up for yourself if you'd like to. But it's pretty pretty self-explanatory. And uh, remember a couple years ago, it was Ravens versus, it was the hardball, 49ers, and the power went out. Yeah, like yeah the that's right. And uh, I remember, like, once that happened, a lot of people said that, like, Bane from The Dark Knight Rises was there, <laughs> and he was using his detonator to turn off the uh, the power. <laughs> so, so that's what we got. Have he was just the, he was um, just giving his power back to the people. Yeah, I say, have you seen the memes with um, comparing Trump to Bane? Yes, I have. Let's not make political uh, assumptions here, yeah, man. This, this isn't a political <laughs> this podcast. Not a political podcast. We will just reference it whenever we feel. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we got for some Super Bowl facts. Do you two want to go into uh, a little bit about your guys? I would love to go right ahead. And then you're going to do both you, or you're going to yeah. Do... I'll, I do want to give some quick background on the cast of the room because in case a listener has not seen or heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. You need to know a little bit about it. So, The the Room was a, a 2003 film directed, produced, written, and starred in by the famous slash infamous Tommy Wiseau. Uh, Tommy Wiseau is an interesting guy. He is not a good producer slash writer slash director slash actor. Um, in any sense of those? No, not really. He's barely considered... Those labels barely apply. <laughs> um, he, uh, I forgot what I was going to say about him. He's crazy. He is crazy. Well, he has, he's from a different country. He, oh, that's what I was going to say. His, his, his background origin is, is somewhat debatable. Like, he yeah. has an accent, but you can't really attribute that accent to a sing- any country. Mm-hmm. He just has a Tommy Wiseau accent. The, uh, so, so the movie The Room. He made as, like, his... This is, like, Tommy Wiseau's Citizen Kane. Like, he thinks... He believes this is a masterpiece. Or at least he did at one time. When it debuted, it was kind of seen correctly as a horrible movie, but has gained fame as, like, a cult classic, and and a lot of people would call it a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. So Tommy Wiseau now claims he made it as a dark comedy, 
not as the serious romance movie he envisioned. Drama. Yeah. drama. It's hard to even say. You really can't classify it under one genre. Tom, yeah. Tommy Wiseau plays the main character who's supposed to be like this awesome guy, but like <laughs> everyone around him is mean to him. Johnny. Right. So his best friend, Johnny. Oh, I thought his name was Johnny. My bad. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're great. No, no. His name is Johnny. I totally messed that up. Okay. His best friend is Mark. His name, he plays Johnny. His best friend is Mark. His, do you guys remember his wife's name? Lisa? Lisa. Yeah. Yes. So he's basically the best husband, the best friend. He's just a perfect guy. But his wife is cheating on him with his best friend. And so like Lisa and Mark. Lisa and Mark. And he slowly realizes this at the end of the movie. It takes a very serious toll on him. But basically every scene in this movie is weird and horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the dialogue, the filming... Is just really bad. Uh, did you, I, I have some facts related to this, but I, I didn't know if I want to save them for the end. Did you read anything about when they showed it like for the first time? No. So, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I would assume originally it was received poorly. Yeah, so I, I don't know the exact story, but the, the story that I always heard secondhand was that it was, pl- it was shown in like San Francisco. And one of the reasons why I joined his cult classic status was because people went to it thinking, like, it was like a small theater, and they went to it, and they left, like, halfway through, saying it was how horrible it is, and they would tell their friend, like, hey, you gotta go see how horrible the show is. And then all the friends kind of, like, joined together, like, going to that, and then their friends, and their friends, and their friends, looking at this horrible movie. Um, and uh, now it has its, its status currently. So we still, I still haven't mentioned how this relates to football. A lot of the scenes in this movie are random and out of place. And a couple of them are just the main characters of the film tossing a football around. Uh, I believe... In advancing the, the story. No, it's unrelated to the plot in every way. I think... Is there only one scene with football? Because the scene where they're wearing tuxes. Well, there's that scene when they're wearing tuxes and they're, and they're throwing the football at That's each other. That's the most iconic one. Yes. On the rooftop. They're throwing they do, it on the They rooftop. throw a football on the rooftop as uh-huh. well. Johnny Isn't and Mark. Isn't there one where they're, like they're like running in the woods or something? Mm. Or in like a park? I don't, might be wrong. Uh, oh, oh they might park. go to... Yeah. Johnny goes to a park with Mark, I think. But the most iconic one, Johnny, the main character played by Tommy Wiseau, Mark, who's played by Greg Sesteros, his best friend, and then I think two other characters... Are just in tuxes because I think I think it's before a wedding. I think so. They're in an alley and they're just throwing a football. They're approximately six feet apart from each other. They're like throwing it, not like a football at all. They're just they're just underhand tossing it, and they're having a conversation that's probably also irrelevant to the plot. I mean, there's barely a plot in this movie. The plot is Johnny's awesome, but his wife cheated on him, and she's horrible, and he's great. Like, I, I feel like Tommy Wiseau might have made this movie about how he's a great person, but, like, people don't realize it or something. Okay. So but it's kind of like a fictionalized, um, fictional him, essentially. Yeah. That's yeah. getting into, like, some psychology Interpreta- details. Interpretations, yeah. yeah. We'll just leave it at, there's random football scenes, they're about six feet apart. None of them seem to have, like, football skill. Maybe Mark. Maybe Mark. But they don't seem so good. So just so you know, that's the background of the room cast. And then my other, my good player, Forrest Gump, he had, one of the things he does in his life as he's living his amazing life is he plays football for Alabama. Mm-hmm. And the scene, the most well-known scene, I guess, is he returns a kickoff for a touchdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and everyone holds up a sign that says stop because he would have kept running oh he, the first time well, he kept running into the because the, they told him to run right so he just kept running and he didn't stop so in the second like the next shot of him doing the kickoff return right they had to put a sign that said stop or else he would have kept running mm-hmm. right yeah but he seemed to do very well at that he was very good okay so that's that's my people okay all right dan let us know about yours uh did i mention who i had i, th- I don't know if you did one more time do it yeah because i i honestly forgot. i do not oh remember. i do i did say i think I don't think you did. Well, anyway. No, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> if I did or not, I don't remember. Um, it's a so, quality podcast. Yeah. <laughs> High quality H2O, which is, plays well <laughs> into my good player, the water boy. And from bad, I had Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. I definitely did. Yeah, I definitely you did. did you did say. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember. Um, <clears throat> water boy, which you guys recently talked about. Um, what was that? A month ago? A little... No, uh, I don't know. three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah you're about yeah, three or four probably weeks. about a month. Yeah. The uh, the famous beloved Adam Sandler. Yes, it's I. To me, that's one of my favorites that he has. Agreed. Me too. Um, so the Water Boy uh, was made in 1998. Um, it stars Adam Sandler, uh, Kathy Bates, and Henry Winkler. Great cast. Great cast. Uh, <laughs> uh, the storyline basically goes. Um, Adam Sandler was raised in a small Louisiana town. Uh, his mom was very controlling. Protective. Didn't, protective. Um, didn't want him to uh, leave because her husband, his father, left them when they were he was young, correct? I think so, yeah. He was young. And um, he, he's, a, he's a water boy for the local college. And uh, one day he gets made fun of and uh, goes and tackles a player and they realize that he's really good and becomes a football player for the team. And the story then progresses from there and he's a great, great player. And then Uncle Rico is from Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite was from 2004. Um, another cult classic, another I would cult say. Classic, yes. I really love Napoleon Dynamite it's personally. A great. I've film. never seen the whole thing, to be honest. So, no. Th- think, of, think of it this way: it's a comedy mm-hmm. that doesn't have sex, drugs, cursing, or alcohol, or anything, or funny. sex, or anything funny, you or said any sex jokes. Already. I said sex. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have double sex scenes like the room. <laughs> <laughs> the room well, does have two sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the room has the same sex scene. Right. That is true. The room reused the footage from one sex scene in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Napoleon Dynamite uh, was actually um, made in, what was it, 22 days? That's impressive. And on the last day, he had Napoleon Dynamite doing his, his dance scene, and they actually ran out of film. No! So instead of them getting more film and shooting the dance scene, they just said, okay, we're going to cut it. And they just they just cut the last scene out of what they had currently made and currently shot. Really, that yeah. is that is professional. That is pretty pretty great, and the scene comes together really well. Yeah, how does that movie successful? It seems like with something like that happening in your movie, it's going to be bad. Yeah, but it just the way that it all goes down is spectacular. Um, John Hader, who plays Napoleon Dynamite, actually only got paid one thousand dollars to play Napoleon Napoleon Dynamite, and he was a somewhat well known comedic actor at this time, right? 
I don't really know. Or is know? this maybe his first this, film? I think this was like his... Because this, this got him into film. some other things. Because when was... Do you guys remember Blades of that Glory? Was that, that was after. That was after. Okay. Yeah. That was three years after. Yeah. Um, let's see what was before. I don't think there was anything before. Wow. I, I just looked at the box office stats for this movie. Were, were you going to bring that up? Uh, yeah, he had some small shorts, which I don't think was anything. And then he started to... All right. So this was kind of his debut. His yeah. debut. Um, but they grow, it grows over $40 million. With a $400,000 budget. That's yeah. insane. That is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's made a lot with DVD sales and oh yeah, things like that, too. Yeah. Merchandising. Um, and this We was... also had an animated show. I did not know that. Yeah, it was on Fox, and I think it only ran for one season. Okay. Uh, it was pretty bad. It had all the original cast, though, as the voices. Oh, wow. Everybody. You so I don't know why them? they just didn't just make it like live action. Because at that point, yeah, you, had right. the entire, you had the entire cast back. Um, one last thing that I'll, I'll quickly say. Actually, two last things I'll say, and then we'll jump into it. Um, first thing was, um, it actually has one of the longest um, credit scenes. Oh, the food. Well, that too, but mainly they credited every student that was on the, in the oh, show. Oh, got you. And like, it was e- like each person had their own, oh, um, wow. own, own list. It wasn't just like extras it was like each person right. had their own oh wow that's pretty cool and uh the llama in the movie tina tina oh don't tell me she's dead no 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 okay. well i don't know well, she's probably she might she's be. probably she's probably, she's probably, she's probably, she probably was i mean it was made 13 years ago wow. wow um but anyway the the llama belonged to um the director's mother and the real name is <laughs> Dolly. <laughs> His real name was Dolly? Yeah. I like Tina. Llamas have a lifespan of 20 years, so depending huh. how old she was in the movie, she may or may not be. I, most likely, she's not around anymore. If you type in Tina, Llama, Napoleon Dynamite, I wonder if she's still alive. We're doing some quick anal- uh, quick research. Is the Llama. Oh, oh, no! Oh, she died! She is not alive. Oh, Wait. that's so sad. As of five months ago, Tina is still... This is from 2014, BuzzFeed. And that's oh. from 2012. There's Wait, some so conflicting... But there's some Buzz, alternative facts Buzz, about Tina. Yeah, BuzzFeed's fake news, so I don't know if we can trust them. <laughs> alternative news. They're alternative news. Let's see alternative facts, I Yes. Yeah, so Bill Haters, everyone is looking good. Um, <laughs> Tina, as of five months ago, as of 2014, Tina the Llama is still alive. Tina! Come get, Eat, come get come your, your dinner. food! <laughs> You know, come get some ham. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, so let's do this. Yeah. So, how how do so, we want to go with this? We have a we have a football team. We okay. each have a football team, and we have our our good team, our good players, and our bad players. And then the rest of the team will be filled up by just generic, average, uh, irrelevant to this discussion players. Got it. So we will have to use the strengths of our good players. Offset by possibly the weakness of our bad, mm-hmm. and see who will win on the gridiron with the pigskin. Those are some football terms. If you were sports, yeah. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. All right, Dan, you are the guest, and uh, Chris is has home field advantage. All right, okay, okay. I'm gonna put a number behind my back. Mm-hmm. It's either gonna be a one or a two. Okay, I'm gonna be the referee. You're going to pick one or two, and if you get it right. You can call if you'd like to receive or if you'd like to kick off to okay. Chris's team. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to put a number behind my back. All right. Go ahead, Dan. Pick the number. One or two. One. 
It is a two. So, Chris, you can either choose to kick off to Dan or have Dan kick off to you. Uh, I would like to receive. Okay. Chris is going to receive. Dan, you're going to kick off to Chris. Okay. okay. So, now, is our kicker generic or is our well, kicker is, one two? Do either of your people have kicking skills? Well, What did Uncle Rico do? He could throw a football over them mountains. <laughs> did he ever do that in the movie? Uncle Rico was known to be a quarterback. He was known to be a quarterback, yes. or he was a quarterback. He so so he was a pretty good throwing. He he did have pretty good aim though, because mm-hmm. at one point when Napoleon is riding down the street on his bicycle, Uncle Rico for no reason at all takes a piece of steak off a plate and throws it right <laughs> in Napoleon in the face, which makes him almost fall off of his bicycle. <laughs> Napoleon's like, "Oh, what the heck!" Um, and then at one point he's, he, he videotapes himself throwing footballs mm-hmm. and he, has he, the camera. he hits the camera and breaks the camera. <laughs> so, but no kicking skills. So what I was thinking was if it was going to be the two, I'm sure the water boy could train himself to <laughs> look at the, the ball as something like offending him and kicking the ball be fine. Oh, interesting. So yes. are you trying to see, cause I'm going to say I have Forrest Gump, probably the nation's premier kickoff return man. Mm. So are you trying to kick it out of the end zone? So to not give me a chance. Yes. And then, and then Waterboy is known to track down his enemy and attack them so, quickly. Agreed. The Waterboy also is kind of like doofy and uncoordinated though. So I don't think he would be a good kicker. Like he could try to train, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, kicking will just not be his thing. Mm. He he can channel his anger, like you said. He could picture the football as like some mean guy's head or whatever. Who's balls? The devil. His mom. He could picture it as his mama's head. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're getting it out of the end zone. I think I'm getting a kickoff return. So this is what we're gonna do. I have a coin. I'm gonna flip the coin. Okay. You're gonna flip a coin. What do we even need a moderator for if you're just gonna flip a coin? <laughs> well, we're gonna say what's gonna if it's gonna go out of bounds or if it's gonna. Get I don't want to. F- I'm saying there's less than a fifty percent chance that the water boy can kick it out of bounds. Okay, you, that's what you think. Well, out of bounds, like out of bounds or out, out, out of the. End zone? I guess out of the end zone because out of bounds would be forty yards. That's true. It might be to your advantage to just kick it sideways and let me have it on the fifty <laughs> so that Forrest Gump <laughs> can't return it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that that's your argument. I'll take it. I'll let it stand. You you can flip the coin. I'll let it stand. I'm okay with that. No, that's you flip, flip, flip the coin. Flip All right, it. Why All right, not? Dan, call it. I my heads. So if it's heads, it will go out of bounds, right? Because that's what you want it. You want the ball out of bounds. Uh, well, so that way, Trump cannot return it. Not really. I'd rather have it go out of the end zone. But I mean, I mean, out of the end zone. Yeah. Okay. So if it's heads, it goes out of the end zone, and Forrest Gump can't return it. Sure. Okay. It is tails. Forrest Gump gets the return. So Forrest Gump gets the return. So. Agree. I will give you the fact that the water boy will be great at hunting him down, but we also have to agree that Forrest Gump is great at returning football. He's a great runner. I mean, I think there may be what do you think, like two or three scenes in the movie where he returns a kick. Two, two. two, definitely two. Does he do both for a touchdown? Yes, that's a hundred percent touchdown ratio. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I gotta at least get good field position. You gotta give me that. Yes, you probably a great field position. Okay, so so let's say you get good field position. Okay. Okay. Let's say you're past the fifty yard line. And Forrest Gump gets tackled or accidentally steps out of bounds for some reason. Only the water boy is gonna be able to tackle him. Like no one else. Right. So good thing you have him. So so we'll say the 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 water boy tackles Forrest. Okay? Now it's first and ten. We'll say somewhere past the fifty, around that area. Now you got Tommy Wiseau as your is he your quarterback? Uh. Who do you who do you have as your quarterback? So <laughs> I have the cast of the room. I'm going to say that's that's about four players okay. from the room that 
the extent of their football knowledge is six foot throws the football. Okay. Mm-hmm. So any of them could be quarterback. <laughs> they all throw equally as well or bad, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> and they all catch it. So here's here's they all catch. Here's where I'm gonna go. That's a good point though, because I don't think any of them ever drops it's, the football. The football is never dropped. <laughs> so off on football passes that are less than ten feet. <laughs> they all catch, happen all the time. We will catch the ball 100 percent of the time. So here's what here's what we do. We line up in a very confusing stance because we have four quarterbacks. So you've heard of the Wildcat. <laughs> They're gonna line up in like the the liger. I'm gonna call it in honor of Uncle Rico of your opponents. Right. So pretty much. I mean, Uncle it's Rico. It's a fake out tactic. Okay. Even though Uncle Rico has nothing to do with the liger. No, he doesn't. But it's still a fake out tactic. Yeah. So okay. our our formation's called the liger. It's four quarterbacks. One of so, them will be randomly snapped the ball. Who's your like your wideouts? Who's your? They will have well, whoever doesn't get the snap also is a receiver. So they then <laughs> so everyone just runs down the field <laughs> awkwardly and unrelated to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as they keep the throws less than ten feet, they're going to catch it. So here's basically my overall strategy for the game. We will do a series of short laterals throughout the field, like, over and over again. Which uh, is a very risky football play, but these guys are professionals at very short throws. <laughs> this will have this will have one main effect. They will avoid the water boy, because you, your, your, your narrow, singular focus of just destroying the person with the football will constantly change every short throw. So... They're going to be able to slowly go down the field with very short throws and laterals while hopefully not getting killed by the water boy. That will be my team's overall strategy. And then intermixed with that, we have Forrest Gump, wide receiver slash running back slash kick returner that hopefully he can, you know, break free for the long, for the long game. Okay. So the water boy is known to demolish the ball, uh, the person even before they get the ball out of the, uh, demolish the quarterback he, before he does frequently tackle the person. Like yes, immediately. yes, immediately gets through the line, the offensive line, gets through to the quarterback. But when you have four quarterbacks, I do admit that is a little difficult. <laughs> but uh, the 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 ability for you to be able to move a ball, the move ball at ten yards at a time, does sound very difficult. Um, to get your first out. So I don't think this would be a very effective method to move the ball forward. Alright, so you're going to give a little bit to my offense. You're going to say my offense is okay. Um, no. I don't think you could get your offense going past 10 yards at any time. But. Well, then we need to do 10 yards at a time. I mean, like, you know. We don't need to score a touchdown every play. We do need to get 10 yards after four plays. We're equipped to do that. What's the extent of their throwing in the room? Like, how many feet apart do you think they are? I, I, I guessed earlier approximately six to ten feet. Maybe two yards. So two yards. Two to three yards, two I said. Three yards, so yeah, three, that's, that's so three, two to so, three yards. So two to three. Constantly screen, screen plays. So three, I'm just letting them run. So three yards times four downs. Twelve yards. That's enough for a first down. Assuming I'm going to go yeah, for it. Go for it on fourth that's down. That's if you go down. That's, that's the top part. Exactly. But, I mean, sometimes we're getting into Forrest Gump, and he's hard to tackle. Now, now, say you're not able to get that first down. If we're still at the 50, are you going to go for a field goal? Are you going to punt it? What do you think you're playing with? Um, as far as I know, none of my my players have 
exceptional kicking ability. Okay. So I think we're just generally going with general football knowledge. Field goal when we're close. Punting when we're not. Okay. Um, I basically have all offensive players. Mm-hmm. It's a little unfair because the water boy plays offense and defense, right? And yeah. He didn't play offense until uh, the last play right, right. Um, of the Bourbon Bowl. Now, it, I, I forget what positions he played. So he, was so he was, 90% of the time, he was a linebacker. Okay. Um, but in the last scene of the Bourbon Bowl, mm-hmm. he was a um, running back who then turned into quarterback for a flea picker. Okay. So do we want to make the call as to what would happen during your, your drive? Because you, you, you were first and ten. What do you think is going to happen? Are you going to get the 10? Well, the my, ten my strategy, to be fair, is risky. Very. Like, going down the field doing a series of laterals would be proud of <laughs> <laughs> to say the least, in professional football. So, I mean, I, I would think it, with my profession, I have basically the best of the best at throwing it short distances and catching it. <laughs> I, I, the best of the best. If their success rate is like... Twenty-five percent, a quarter of the time, they're they're going to be on, they're going to just go down the field, you know, short pass, short pass. Twenty-five percent of the time. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. I mean, that would help me out if they can score a touchdown a quarter of the time, and then the rest of the time they're probably going to mess up. Yeah, Fumble. I think it's pretty fair. In- so that's I mean, that's more of an overall strategy. See, I but feel like, like, but like Chris said, they never drop it in the movie. So a hundred percent catch rate, right? I feel like this is very um, has a lot of holes in it. So I think the the person, the, the listener, should really give us a really good listen to, and give a lot of thought to this because this does not make sense at all. Are you saying that four people who've never played professional football in their life may not perform as well as they do in a backyard alley? I think that is an understatement. <laughs> well, let's hear how um, your team's offense. So, so what we'll do is the listener can decide whether if Chris's team got the first down and perhaps even ran for a touchdown with Forrest Gump, or they used their passing method to go down, he scored a touchdown, perhaps do a uh, field goal, maybe. Would you go for a field goal, or would you punt? I feel like if we're playing against Uncle Rico and the Waterboy, we're probably going for touchdowns. So you would punt it. If it was fourth down, I would probably go for it on fourth down. So you go down, you go for it on fourth down. Yeah, we're going to be a, an aggressive. So, team. so a punt and a field goal is not an option. So you either score the touchdown or you turn it over on downs. Is what we're saying. I and think the listener that's can decide what, uh, what that. Given my strengths, right. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, fair enough. All right, so we'll say Dan, you have the ball now, and we'll say it's probably around. I don't know, maybe like the 35. We say that by that's because of the kickoff or because of Chris turning it over. Okay, um, so quarterback, um, I guess it would be Uncle Rico. That's his natural choice. Um, Uncle Rico, though he um, may not be professional, he definitely has more experience passing than all the room cast. Okay. Um, but however, in the the offense for, for Dan, for Dan's team... Why is Dan talking with that because it says Dan, it's like the, the name of the team is dancing. Yeah, it was a bad, bad joke. But anyway, um, Lieutenant Dan, Lute- Lieutenant ah, Dan. There we go. 
psyching out the other team now. Oh. I can't play. He can't play against Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> he ain't got no legs. He's gonna break his heart. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway, so um, this entire offense is gonna be run through the Water Boy. So Water Boy is going to play every every down, um, regardless, because he has a high quality H two O. He doesn't need to be. Um, he's not going to be tired. He's properly hydrated. So that was my question for you. Since he's playing both defense and offense, he just stayed out and played against Chris's team, mm-hmm. trying to hold back Forrest Gump, trying to break up the plays that Tommy's been throwing. Chasing my lateral chain all over the field. Like, you constantly have to chase people. Like, do you think he's going to be tired? That's just my question. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. You only have one small vial of your special H2O that was used at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, the rest of the game you have to depend on regular H2O. Right. And Forrest Gump only started playing offense at the very end of the movie, so we're not sure his stamina. I mean, he's basically mm. an untrained athlete. Like, yeah, he's very new to the sport. He's new to athletics. He, does he ever attend the gym? Has he ever you ever seen him in the gym or on the track? The he doesn't movie? need to. Doesn't need to. He doesn't need to because he grew up in Alabama, Louisiana, Louisiana. He's getting movies. <laughs> wrestling alligators. <laughs> I guess that gave him the, the stamina you're saying Wait, to play. Who did you say grew up in Louisiana? Waterboy. We're, we're talking about Waterboy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said, he said, um. Alabama. I incorrectly said that. And he also said Forrest Gump beforehand, which makes sense. Okay, did I? Yeah. I was gonna say, oh yeah. Goodness. He would be okay. Yeah. Oh, because Forrest Gump played for Alabama. Yeah. He's from Greenbow, Alabama. That's what I was thinking. If I was going somewhere, I was running. <laughs> I like good Forrest Gump. Thank you. What I'm trying to say is... Yes, you're saying that he's not trained. I'm contesting the Waterboy's stamina to play offense and defense for the entire length of a football game. I do say maybe he can play three out of the four downs, or two out of the three, two out of the four downs and have an alternative back. People do that. Even Darren Sproles, who is my um, my idol. Spirit animal? Spirit, well, yeah. I'm not that short, so... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Sproles, for other people who don't know, he's like 5'5", five, five, generously. How tall are you? Like five, five? About six. I'm just kidding. Um, He's your life mentor. He's your inspiration. Inspiration. To shrink? He really packs a punch for his... Anyway, so, um, Darren Sproles, he he plays kickoff and uh, running, and he plays... Actually, he's actually the third down. But anyway, he plays a lot of the downs and gives it his all. And I think uh, the water boy, uh, given his proper hydration can do a lot of great things. <laughs> okay. So the water boy is going to be nonstop, just constantly the whole time. Yeah. No problems. Okay. That's good. Uncle Rico. Yeah. You, you didn't mention how you're getting him the football, right? I said Uncle Rico is going to be the quarterback and handing it off to him. You're, right. You're I just, just doing handoffs. You're handoffs. not even trying to pass. No. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah. If Uncle Rico passes... It's going to be a short pass to the water boy. The whole offense is going to run through the water boy. So are you taking his statement that he can throw a football over Dem Mountains at a <laughs> Like you're not going to use that to the advantage? I might have Uncle Rico um, do like a, a fake play where he looks like he's going to pass, but have the, <laughs> the ball into the water boy's hands. Okay. Um, if Uncle Rico does have the pass... Um, I do believe he, however, he's going to be a lot better than the four quarterback tandem, um, or whatever tandem would be for four people. The four-headed monster. Yes, four-headed monster for uh, Chris's team. 
Liger formation. <laughs> Liger formation. Yeah, without a defensive player to stop you, I can't really, I can't really argue against your offense. I, I just have to say my offense will be better. Or that maybe uh, Uncle Rico, being kind of like full of himself, might ignore the coach's plays and try to pass it to show, <laughs> to show off. I do see that players. happening. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah, no, no, I'm going to throw it because I'm, I'm really good. It does it does seem like something, I, though I'm arguing for Uncle Rico <laughs> in this case, it does something seem like something Uncle Rico would do. Um, especially when he hits on the people when he's selling his product. Remember that? <laughs> I forgot. And, about and that. then the guy like beat him up. Yeah. Um, it's like you could go from here to here. Yeah. He's trying to get the girl in breast implants. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Classic Uncle Rico. Classic. So I have a question for you, Dan. Yes. The people in the room, they are known for their insults. Hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Like known for their insults, like the the, the things that Tom was so says during the movie. Do you think that that would throw your team off, perhaps? What? Oh, that what actually would. What insults does Tommy was so say during the movie? Well, like when he's like, "I hate you," <laughs> and you go, you know, and he, Lisa, you know, you're tearing me you're apart. Me apart. Like he would say, like he would say those things to like to try to throw off the team, perhaps. Do you think you're saying Tommy was so would randomly say unrelated lines? That's actually genius. I didn't even think about that. Sorry. Sorry, Dan. I'm not trying to help you out. I'm just what? trying to make this a little more comical. Was... Everybody betrayed me. I fed up with this world. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> hi, doggy. <laughs> the best. The flower shop scene is by far the best part of this room. But anyway, that actually would help the water boy more. Okay. That way he could be pissed off and be able yep. to attack. <laughs> the water boy does work off of anger. Yes. He's not a very zen person. You know who is, though? Forrest Gump. So mm. maybe he could befriend the Water Boy. Mm. And if, if they were friends, he'd have a harder time tackling him. Because <laughs> everybody likes Forrest Gump. Who doesn't? Well, maybe Jenny. She was kind of... Jenny? Yeah, she was, she was like... Jenny loved him. If I say the word that I'm thinking of, Steve will censor it. Because I realized he started censoring our podcast. Oh, I noticed that the other day, too. Yeah. You censor Uh... No one's gonna know what I said, but <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Come on!" Should we, we just like put like? That. Should we just say like random things and have it be bleeped? So I was like, "Bleep here," and then, "Oh yeah, bleep that." <laughs> um, no, this is family friendly. Jenny that's why was very unfair to Farce. Like Farce unconditionally loved her throughout mm-hmm. the movie, and she was like, she ditched him constantly until she was dying of cancer and had his kid. Well, I think she's had a lot of uh, finding soul searching to do. That's all. No, that's fair. Yeah, but also I'm like, come on. Now, since I helped Chris out with his argument about them taunting... I it actually no, helped I have, me. You actually helped well, I guess him. I just helped you. Okay. Well, I have something I could add for you, <laughs> if you like. I'll spin it around then. If, if you want to try. So you were saying that maybe Forrest Gump and the Waterboy would befriend one another. Chris was saying that, yes. You were saying that, correct? Correct. Now, the Waterboy plays defense and offense. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Waterboy could be like, hey, Forrest... You know, we're friends giving the ball, and Forrest would just hand over the ball to him, and then he could run it back for a pick six or something. Ooh, Forrest might do that. <laughs> I think might. the far think that Forrest is too uh, good of a person that if, but I think Porter Boy is too. I think Uncle Rico would be the one that have to say. Well, he'd have to be on defense then. I'm, I'm fine playing, with putting Forrest Uncle Rico in, on defense for the. Because Forrest isn't playing defense. <laughs> you must be kidding, aren't you? <laughs> I'm okay with putting Uncle Rico on, on defense for a few plays if he can get Waterboy to give him the ball. Like, hey, Forrest, want to see me throw that ball over the mountain? <laughs> like, okay. Forrest, Forrest might do that. 
<laughs> that could be a, a, a liability there uh, for you, Chris. So, the entire podcast, I'm trying to find a way to talk about um, Colonel Sanders and, um, <laughs> and Colonel, Sanders. Colonel Sanders from the Remember, Waterboy. There's one professor that he, uh, he calls him Colonel Sanders. And I also want to say, like, alligators are so ornery because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. I can't figure out how to say that other than just forcing it. <laughs> I, I think that one's fair. It fit in nicely. Uh, what I was going to say is, when Steve was bringing up insults that uh, the room could do, this is actually a good one that would probably psych you guys out. Just a chicken. Chip, 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 chip. That is actually I from the movie. That I actually forgot about that. Yeah, that is Tommy Wiseau's impression of a chick. Now, would you have any girls on your team, Dan? Where are you going with this? Yeah, I'm confused. If you have any girls on your team and Tommy Wiseau accidentally bumps into one, what would he probably say in order to address that penalty or foul that may come up? Oh, <laughs> I see what you're getting at. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he would extensively argue with the rest. <laughs> he would do that the whole time. <laughs> I feel like he would just go up to random people and be like, "Oh hi, <laughs> oh hi, doggy," or "Oh hi, oh hi, Mark." <laughs> script was a little pretty, lacking. Pretty awful. The phrase, oh, hi, is spoken nine times. Oh, hey, seven times. <laughs> so that greeting is used 16 times. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, hi, Denny. Oh, hi, Denny. <laughs> well, anyway, get back to this, this cast. Um, I think that having a... Yeah, if you want to do your final argument. Yes, final argument. Wow, we're, we're far. I didn't yeah. think we're that far. Okay. Um... So having the water boy run the offense and defense with Uncle Rico um, sporadically involved in there while they're passing it to the water boy, handing off to the water boy, or having Forrest Gump maybe handing off to Uncle Rico um, would be more successful than just a Liger formation um, or the four-headed monster, as Chris says, um, having all four uh, room characters handing off to each other. Okay, Chris? Well, I have to apologize. I zoned out for a second because I was reading about the room. I heard that you were discounting my strategy, mm-hmm. which I plan to just kind of re-renumerate for my for closing arguments. So, the Liger formation, the four quarterbacks from the room throwing short passes and laterals down the field will be a perfect counter to the Water Boys' tactics of just running headfirst like at whoever has the football because he's going to constantly have to change direction and they're going to be able to kind of uh, outmaneuver him down the field. And then we have our ace in the hole. We have Farce Gump, the number one kick returner. So like any kickoff potentially results in a touchdown for us. We can hand him off the ball to the running back. We can get on the ball to the running back assuming we can throw it approximately 10 feet. <laughs> and hopefully... We will be able to outlast the water boy who is going to be tired from playing every single down. And possibly Uncle Rico, with his ego, is going to make some mistakes, have some turnovers, give us the ball back. All right. Both arguments are fair. 
Anything else you want to add before we head out of here? I know you guys were looking at some fun facts you wanted to add. I did want to add some quick the room facts. So first, my first fact about the room is that every fact about the room is interesting and hilarious. <laughs> so I have to pick my favorite ones. Okay. Okay. So the room was funded almost entirely by Tommy Wiseau because if you heard this movie, you would be like, I'm not paying for that. So he claims to have financed it by importing and selling leather jackets from Korea. <laughs> but a lot the of good Korea like, or the bad Korea. Well, it, this IMDb says Korea. On another side, I read South Korea. I'm assuming it's South Korea. Yeah, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean, it could be North Korea. Basically, time was so. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But there have been allegations of money laundering and mafia connections to fund the movie. So it's not really sure. You don't really know how he funded this movie. Isn't he also? Isn't there also a movie about? The room coming out. That's right. So, the the actor who played Mark in the room, Greg Sestero, wrote a book called The Disaster Artist about the filming of the room. Okay. And that is being made into a movie. And With I think James Franco is playing. And his brother Dave. That's right. James Franco and his brother Dave Franco are both starring. James Franco is playing Tommy Wiseau. Hmm. And Mark is played by. Is Dave? Dave. Is it? Oh, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure who played Mark. Or the, yeah. or the actor who played Mark. Who's the actor? What's his name? Greg Sestero. Greg Sestero. So, so um, it, Dave Franco is the, Franco. the details around this movie are insane. Like, mm-hmm. how this movie was made and shot. So, um, there was one... There's a couple other things I, I think I just have to point out. So, this movie was shot simultaneously on 35mm film and high-definition video. Uh, allegedly because Tommy was so was confused about the difference between the format, so he decided to just use both. Wait, say that again? So he, he didn't understand the difference between 35mm film and high-definition video. Oh, no. So he decided to just use both, which he purchased. He bought these cameras. Usually they're rented. Uh, oh. Let's see. So filming for this film took six months, which is still pretty short for a movie. Nothing compared to the 22 days for Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But over this six months, two cinematographers, along with their crews, resigned. <laughs> Three actors left and had to be recast or replaced with a different character. And I've heard because Tommy Wiseau was just horrible to work with. Like, he had a script written, he had the plot, and he didn't really like taking input. He didn't really like changing changing lines. He insisted they would use the lines as written. And uh, it was kind of bad, so... Some actors were like, no thank you. Um, what else is good? What else is good? Everything. So there's two love scenes in the movie. Between Tommy Wiseau and his wife Lisa. After filming the first scene, Tommy Wiseau decided there should be a second. But the actress playing Lisa was uncomfortable shooting a second scene. Probably because he was super weird. As a compromise, the second scene was created from unused shots from the first love scene. And if you watch this movie, it is very obvious. It seemed to me when I watched it like they just reused the whole scene. Yeah. Like it looked basically... Same the same. angles, same yeah. everything. Everything seemed to be the same. Uh, those are my favorite facts about The Room. Do you, did you want to... Are you mentioning anything about any of your movies? Um, most of the stuff that I've already said. Um, the only thing that's like some small little goofs that are kind of funny. Um, when... Uh, in the water boy, they kick the field goal, and then when they kick the field goal, it was like seventeen nothing. The scoreboard said. But the next shot was the the correct s- score, which was twenty seven to seventeen. Little goof. Um, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. But um, no, most of the stuff I already said earlier. So, 
I actually found one for Uncle Rico. After the Broncos won the Super Bowl last year, um, and Peyton Manning decided that he was going to retire, uh, one of the Broncos uh, star wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. he put out a tweet saying, breaking news, Uncle Rico, Uncle Rico considered real target to fill QB void. <laughs> has great experience thrown in over the mountains. <laughs> um, got 17,000 retweets and 19,000 likes. And apparently it caused uh, Uncle Rico, the actor's phone, to ring continuously because people were actually curious Considering. if he was going to be the quarterback <laughs> for the, uh, the Denver Broncos. I didn't know that. That's pretty pretty spectacular. Yeah, so that's what I found. I do have some more great room facts. I just read these and I was like, I can't not say these. They're, <laughs> they're so hilarious. So the flower shop scene that we alluded to earlier where Johnny walks into a flower shop and just seemingly starts in the middle of a conversation with the woman by saying... She she greets him. Who who talks first? I think she she says something like "Oh hi Johnny" and like there's no gap in the conversation. And she he says "Oh hi" because that's how he greets everyone. And then he sees a dog. He says "Oh hi doggy." And she like then mentions that she didn't recognize him even though she started the conversation with him. She had sunglasses on. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, apparently the woman in the flower shop scene was not an actress, but actually worked there. And according to Grace Sixtero. Tommy was so saw the dog in the flower shop and asked if it was the real thing, meaning he wanted to know if it was a real dog. Oh my god! All right, there's there's another scene with a guy named Peter, and this this seems a bit mysterious to people who watch the room because he only appears in this scene. He he appears in a couple scenes. The reasoning is um, the actor who played Peter had like another commitment for filming, and he told Tommy was so, and Tommy was so assured him that the movie would be done filming in time, but it wasn't. So he basically had to leave filming in the middle of it. So his character appears in scenes that seemingly have no connection to the rest of the movie. But one of those scenes, he's apparently um, kind of dazed and touching things a lot. And according to IMDb, that's that's because he suffered a concussion and Tommy was so wouldn't let him leave for treatment. Oh my, oh my god. god! All right, I just have one more <laughs> that relates us back to the theme of our episode, which is football. So Tommy was so did address some qu- fan questions in the Q and A, which he often does. A lot of the room screenings are kind of um, like late night screenings um, in, in like cities as like kind of a like an, an artsy performance and he'll attend them and he'll answer Q&A after he's kind of embraced the, the craziness the craziness of the mm-hmm. room so um, he's often asked why is it called the room and he will say uh, it, it evokes a safe place for the viewers and another question he gets is why is everyone playing football in tuxedos and standing only three feet apart and was so answers Football is fun to play, and playing it without pr- protective gear is a challenge. That's his answer. That's his answer, and I'll just leave it at that. That gives <laughs> <laughs> a great wrap-up to our episode. Uh, Chris and Dan, thank you so much for being on. As exactly. always, there's going to be a Twitter poll online where you can vote as to who had the better football team, who would win in this scenario. Tommy Wiseau and the group from The Room. In Along with, with Forrest Gump going against The Waterboy and Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico as quarterback. And you can go on, vote, let us know what you think on Twitter and Facebook. And as always, please subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hacker John Gree's phone was ringing off the hook after a recent viral endorsement from Denver Broncos star wide receiver. It seems every time an NFL team is in need of a quarterback, John Gree sees a meme of himself pop up on social media. The actor played Uncle Rico in the cult favorite Napoleon Dynamite, who longed for his glory days of high school when he was a football star. 
He tells the Hollywood Reporter he gets a kick out of it every single time. Grease jokes that he thinks he has about ten different photoshopped pictures of himself signing with different teams. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.